right, welcome to the Illini Basketball Podcast, episode number 117, nailed it. Uh, we're back. It's September, right? I thought it was October for a sec, but it is September. September. Uh, so the season does start in less than two months, I think. So that's you know that's something to think about, right? Yeah. Uh, November 7th is the first college basketball game this year. Is that correct? Yeah, I think that's... That sounds right. I, I think Rothstein posts about it like every day, so... Yeah, um, I haven't been seeing his tweets. It must be a timing thing, yeah. unless he blocked me, which is possible. <laughs> it's, all, but, uh, it's possible. Even though you buy his merch, he still yeah, blocks you. I it. mean, you know... I think there's yeah. probably a grace period on that. If you don't buy any more for like a year, it's probably like, okay, I forget that you exist. Steve, what's up? Thanks for uh, stopping by. Like always, we appreciate the support. Um, yeah, uh, we're coming at you live. I guess that's a new thing. Guys do live podcasts. So uh, you can find us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. Um, Jay's here. Jay says, what's up? Glad to be here for this. Thanks for stopping by, Jay. Um, let's just, let's get into it. Um uh, Coach Brad Underwood has had a few interviews uh, lately, so uh, we thought we'd talk about that a little bit. Um, he was in the Almanac talking to Jeff Goodman. I did not buy the Almanac. Did you buy the Almanac? Uh, no. You didn't spend six bucks to buy it? I'm surprised. All right. Anyways, uh, he told uh, Coach Underwood told uh, Goodman, Coleman Hawkins has been the, the best player on the team this summer. Are you surprised by that? Okay. okay, here's what I think about this. <laughs> I think every single summer he puts like five or six players into a hat and uh-huh. then he draws one and says, this guy's been the best player. Okay. Because he always fair. has one, and it usually ends up being not somebody that we expect, even though for this year I could see Hawkins being a guy that we expect to be the best. I feel like, and, and I love Coleman Hawkins, and don't get me wrong, but I feel like Coleman Hawkins one of those guys that you kind of have to stroke his ego to keep him – keep him uh, mentally there. Um, and, and I don't think that's a bad thing. Don't get me wrong. Um, I, I just feel like that's the kind of guy he is. Anyways, uh, he also said Ty Rogers will play one through five. Uh, he also mentioned that to John Fanta, which we'll get into in a little bit. Um, said, quote, he has an unbelievable motor. And he said that Matthew Meyer is going to have a different role um, than he did at Baylor. So I don't know if that means I think we all, we all more knew that production. Be, I mean, we all knew that was going to be the case, right? He's he's going to be a starter here, unlike at Baylor. Well, so. did he start last year at Baylor? I think he started last year, but he didn't start the year before that. Yeah, uh, Jay says I'm tired of hearing that. It usually never goes the way saying that this guy's the best. Yeah, um, like I said, I I just think that that's something that he's pulling names out of a hat. He, I think that's very something close that I, to being Terrence Shane. I feel like that's something Coleman Hawkins has to hear. Um, and I also again, think that's something that Coleman Hawkins does like every year. It's like every summer he's been here. It's like, oh man, mm, here we go. That's true. That's true. Um, and we haven't seen it in any way of him. We've seen it when he's like the sixth option on the team. Yeah. The thing is we, Coleman Hawkins hasn't been the guy yet. Um, and there, there was a really good, uh, Twitter back and forth, which I think I put in later, um, that we'll talk about, but, uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. Um, I, I don't have a problem with him saying this. Uh and and like I said, I think it's good for Coleman to to know or to hear that from Brad that he is the, the best player in the summer right now. Um but we'll see what happens. Um Jeff Goodman also was in Champaign apparently yesterday, day before. Uh, it was the 20th. He, he tweeted that he wanted to watch Monday night football somewhere, and uh, I think the best recommendation he got was buffalo wild wings so 
uh, champagne do better, I guess. I don't know. I saw one that said McDonald's. I I saw a lot of people say go to Bloomington. So uh, <laughs> whatever that is, uh, my suggestion, go to Pia's. Um, you know, a little hole in the wall, really good food. But anyways, uh, you wrote this down. Uh, he said that he was in Champagne, quote, here in Champagne, and this Elton Money team looks so different from the last few years. So much length and versatility on the wings, and the ball is humming all over the court. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's kind of kind of the the story of this this year, right? Um, guys are we got taller wings, we got the quote unquote best wings, uh, best team with the wings. Um, Buffalo feel like Wild I'm wings, saying right? Buffalo Wild Wings. Can we get a sponsorship or something? <laughs> um, anyways, uh, yeah, I. The other thing is, uh, I guess the feel of 86 is putting out t-shirts like, uh, your boy Rothstein and Illinois is daddy Brad. Did I, did I miss this meme or whatever it is? Um, well, I think it fits, you know, I mean, that's what they're doing. Cause he's old. I don't know. He just, <laughs> he, he, I don't know what what form of the word are they using is the big question. Are we using it in a way that like I don't know, you know, college chicks use it, or are we using it in a way <laughs> that like you know, father, actual dad, right? I think we're too old for that. You're too old for this. I'm yeah. You know, I, right I, I guess this is a thing, huh? Is this what I, he likes it? He embraced it. He was wearing it. I saw a picture of him wearing yeah. it. So. But my, my takeaway from Goodman's post is pretty much this. Uh, they're not playing through one guy anymore, like, or two guys. Because last last year it was playing through Kofi. The year before that was playing through Io and Kofi. And then you had complementary pieces around them. There's not one standout player anymore where you're playing through this guy. So naturally you're going to look different offensively and you're going to have to move the ball more because you don't have, really have a – I don't think they have a primary ball handler who also is going to score a lot. Like – I think right. Io was not really that. Uh, I don't. I mean, I, I Io was, was a guy that when you needed a basket, though, that's yeah. who you were going to. Um, yeah, I don't. And think he wasn't. Illinois he was wasn't ever the primary sure. ball handler. It was always Frazier or Curbelo, and neither of those guys really scored a ton. But Frazier was a threat to shoot the three. Curbelo was a threat to uh, miss the three. Um, so yeah, and he's St. John's by the way. I completely forgot that he still exists. So congrats to him. <laughs> uh, he's been popping up in my uh, Twitter feed lately. So well, you know, an old, an old friend, really. You know, uh... yeah, we're, we go back way back. Um, but uh, on to the other interview. Uh, John Fanta posted this yesterday. Um, I'm gonna go over some of the things. Uh, some of this is kind of repetitive from what we've heard from Brad already. Um, but if you uh, go to what's he on? Fox Sports. If you go to their website, you can find the whole interview there. It's more of a Q&A. Um, first question uh, from John was, uh, what's your overall vision of Illinois basketball? Uh, Coach Underwood said, quote, that's easy. We're trying to win a national championship. Goal is to fight the content. We don't want to be content with what we've done. Uh, of course, speaking of winning a Big Ten tournament, winning a co-Big Ten title, uh, they got to do more. Um, and then uh, John went on to ask, uh, how do you get through the March Madness and uh, or break through in March Madness and make it to an Elite Eight or a Final Four? Uh, I think uh, Coach Underwood said uh, that's easy also. You got to keep chopping wood. Get we'll do that. <laughs> um, yeah, that run will happen. I can tell you that much. It's only a matter of time. We will do that, and we'll be better for it when it happens. 
yeah, I mean, you get to the Elite Eight, you're going to be, be better for it. Um, get a better draw. Yeah. Um, <laughs> John Fanta asked about uh, roster changes, um, which is this is kind of the kind of what everybody's talking about. Goodman, everybody talking about the wings. Um, Brad said that uh, Illinois this year is very interchangeable with so many guys six foot six, six foot seven. Um, it's going to make them hard to guard and it's going to make them be able to play defense uh, interchangeably. Um, and then he said, quote, it's not anything against past teams here, but that's just how the roster is constructed. I like this team's versatility. Um, he also talked about new leaders stepping up. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, it's been a while. Um, the beginning of the season last year, uh, Illinois, even with Frazier and Kofi, it seemed like they didn't have a leader. So uh, they're going to be out there looking for who that leader is going to be. Who do you think that leader is going to be? Terrence Shannon Jr., obviously. I agree. Uh, everybody I agree. knows that. Yep. Okay. All right. Um, uh, John also asked him uh, about the transfer portal, um, his thoughts on it. Uh, Brad said that he thinks that NIL is, you know, he he enjoys it. He doesn't mind it. Um, and he said that uh, good freshmen are making uh, the transfer portal harder. He said, like, if guys score, you know, average 10 to 12 points, they're going to go to the NBA. If a freshman comes in and he, you know, maybe averages two points, he might just leave. So um, he said that you're always re-recruiting your guys, which I'm not a fan of that. Um, you know, I know that's what the portal has kind of done. Um, but yeah, Brad said it's just a constant state of re-recruiting the guys that you already recruited to your school because, you know, you don't want them to leave. So um, apparently there's a new rule too. Um, I, John mentioned this in the interview um, that kids have uh, 60 days now after selection Sunday to announce they're going into the transfer portal. Um, so they talked about how there might be some guys playing in the tournament have already entered the transfer portal, which would be interesting. I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, unless it's just some guy that is on the end of the bench that doesn't play. How about, uh, well, I'm not going to say that this guy would have entered the transfer portal while playing in the tournament, but an example of that is look at a player like uh, Tyrese Hunter last year who was Iowa State's number one player, helped them get on that run, and then he just leaves like a player yeah. like that. Or there's been, there's a lot of players last season that were on high level teams and played, you know, the role within the top three or four of the team and left Illinois benefited from that with Terrence Shannon jr. Uh, but I think we are going to see situations where you have tournament teams that are seated six or seven or eight and their number three or number two option is going to enter the portal and still play for them in the tournament. So that that just that's just the new world of college basketball, and it completely sucks in my opinion. But I guess we're gonna see. I think it's gonna make it a little bit more special for you know guys like Trent that spent eight years at Illinois or however long he was here, right? So uh sure, Thanks, I guess COVID. that'll that's takeaway from uh from that is uh when you have players staying for a really long time, it might make it a little bit more special, but either way, it sucks. Uh yeah. Uh, Steve says RJ will be the breakout player and lead this team. Think RJ's the leader? No. Okay. I think he can break out and be good. But the other problem with that is that sometimes when you have a guy that is like everybody's breakout pick, everybody's saying he's going to break out. I know that he was really good last year and and all that, but I don't know. You never know. My thing is 
it's I I think it's hard and and you know a lot of people would say maybe Sky Clark or what I think it's hard for an underclassman to to lead a team especially with experience like Matthew Meyer and Terrence Shannon Jr. on the team um, but we'll see we'll see who who steps up and who leads um, I just I have a feeling that Brad's is going to be yelling about this for the first two weeks about how Illinois doesn't have a leader so kind of like he did last year. Uh, John also asked about uh, life without Kofi. Um, Coach Underwood said, quote, I've been planning for this day since the day Kofi stepped on campus. Um, he said that they worked really hard at the perimeter, get guys like Melendez and Goody. Um, he, they worked really hard this year to get guards that can break you down on the handle and uh, or the, and the handle the ball uh, at a high level. And he said between Sky, Clark, of course, Ty Rogers and Jay Nepps, they all fit that description. And then he talked about the team being deeper and faster than they were with Kofi. Of course, uh, talked about working in transition more, uh, playing different types of defenses because you know how Kofi was. Like, and I've we've talked about this. Um, you know, everybody praised Brad for adjusting to having a seven foot, three hundred pound guy, and he and his defense. Um, so I guess we're gonna get back to that. You know, Stephen F. Austin defense that was kind of. Yeah getting in lanes and stuff like that. Um, Jay said, sad to see Kofi go, but I like the length and depth Illinois has now. That's kind of what Brad's referring to here. I like to see the new way they will play now. Really, you don't need a dominant center to be great. Kofi kind of slows you down. Yeah, um, I, I think that's Brad's feelings. I think that's a lot of the fans' feelings too. Uh, but you could be good in the Big Ten with him. You can absolutely be good in the big 10 because the, the big 10 is still a a problem. still slow. Um, so yeah, that, I mean, that it, it feels like this is as, as Underwood said earlier in this interview, this is the team built to actually make a run in the tournament rather than a team built to win the big 10. So we'll see if it all works out. Um, John Fanta asked about Terrence Shannon jr. Uh, the guy that you think is going to lead the team. Um, and, what Brad said about him makes me feel like you are correct. Um, Brad said, quote, I knew he was a hard worker, but I wasn't sure to what extent. Um, he said that he wakes up at 4.45 a.m. and heads to the facility to go get shots up. Uh, he he thought that uh, Terrence Shannon, Shannon Jr. was nuts. And uh, Brad said, I'm an early riser, but not that early. He's getting 600 shots up starting at 5 a.m. every day. And he compared his work ethic to Io. So, what time do you think Brad gets up? Uh, probably six thirty, I guess. Six thirty, geez, that's not that early. <laughs> that's I don't early. think you can call yourself early an early me. riser and get up at six thirty. I think if you're gonna call well, he says that, at four forty-five. So five thirty, I don't know. Five thirty-six is you know. See, pretty these early. Are, this is why Brad needs to come on our show so we can ask hard-hitting questions like, "What time do you wake up, and what's your handicap in golf?" That's okay. right. And would you like to play golf with us next year? Yes. Boom. And then you'd That's say, it. you pay $600 or something and you can come play in my tournament. So Done. <laughs> uh, then uh, Fanta, of course, you know, he he's basically asked about players, asked about Matthew Meyer. Brad said, quote, Matt's the guy who's been, around, been where we want to go. That's why he was highly sought after because he's a winner. Boy, that I I, I think that's all well and good, but man. 
quite a significant difference in the comments about Shannon and Meyer there. Interesting. Are you saying that Shannon works harder than Matthew Meyer? Oh, I think that goes without saying. <laughs> True. Um, <laughs> Panta also asked about Ty Rogers and Scar- Sky Clark. Um, and Brad said, let's start with Ty. He can be described in one word, winner, winner, winner. Um, yeah, that's, one word, three times. That's one word, three times, yes. <laughs> um, he said that he's already a joy to coach. Um, he talked about his defense and his passing ability, which we've heard about you know, all summer uh, when he played on Team USA. Uh, he only shot 10 times or whatever it was, and he's always looking uh, for what's best for the team. So uh, Ty Rogers is your favorite freshman, right? I mean, uh, I mean, you know, I've always felt like I've always felt the most comfortable with him in terms of my confidence in his ability to make an impact early more than anybody other than I guess Sky would only be the, the only other one in the conversation there for me. But mm-hmm. also I think within their role – uh, depending on the role that they give Jaden Epps, I think he could also be impactful off the bench early. I agree. I agree. Um, I think we're going to need Jaden Epps to be impactful off the bench. Kind of um, like a similar, not the exact same play style, but a similar role to what we saw from Curbelo his freshman year. A uh, uh-huh. little spark plug coming in, except the difference is Curbelo couldn't shoot, and I'm pretty sure Epps is going to be a better shooter than him. Yeah. That's a safe bet. I agree. Um, Evan says, how's it going? Can't wait for the season to start. Uh, we agree. Can't wait. Um, although Illinois football, shout out to Illinois football, starting off two and one should be three and oh. Um, what but let's not brutal, talk about that. Brutal game um, in the second one. But uh, yeah, uh, football season is, is still among Illinois They're fans. They're not dead. Uh, there's people that are, are still excited about it. So that's, I think that's always a good from, I think that helps. Um, three weeks from now, they'll probably be feeling differently. But hey, ride it while you can. <laughs> we got time. Uh, yeah. Um, and then, uh, of course, he talked about Sky Clark. Um, he said, quote, as for Sky, his recover for, recovery from the ACL injury that sidelined him his senior year has been great. I think what's interesting about his injury recovery is while he couldn't run or go full speed, I wrote sleep for some reason. Um, (laughs) It allowed him to really analyze his shot technique and work on that. I think that's, that sounds great. Like a guy that relied on his speed and quickness and his ball handling got to work on his shot more. Um, I think, I think that's awesome. Uh, He said also said he's great in the ball screens and uh, can be a threat in the open court. We will need him from the get-go. So, locking in Sky Clark, starting point guard. Sure. <laughs> uh, and then uh, John said, why do you believe Illinois can make a run in the tournament? And uh, Brad said, quote, there's a total package here between the top-tier talent that the staff has not just recruited but developed, plus a hungry fan base, that is so passionate and real support from the administration. All those things you want in a championship caliber program are here. Um, he also raved about uh, Whitman, uh, how good a job he's done. Um, he talked about the new Ubin complex, and uh, I guess that opened and uh, only cost $40 million, so uh, not bad. And uh, when they when the guys walked into the Ubin complex, uh, your boy, Coleman Hawkins, said, quote, it's pretty nice. So better be $40 million. <laughs> pretty nice guys. Um, I thought you'd like this one. He asked, uh, name one or two coaches that you'd like to shadow for a week. 
Um, and he said both before they both retired, Bob McKillop at Davidson and your boy Jay Wright um, at Villanova. He said their schemes and their culture they built at those programs I admire. So, number one, uh, Jay Wright, probably one of the best coaches ever, right? No doubt. Uh, Bob McKill was like 130 years old. Jay Wright, <laughs> way younger. I don't even, you know, they both, them both retiring in the same year is kind of annoying to me, but. Well, uh, right. if Jay Wright didn't want to deal with all the. Yeah, NIL, I yeah, and He went yes. one last ride with that core, even though they still have a couple guys returning. Yeah. Uh, Hand it over to Neptune from Fordham. But anyway, uh, if Illinois can become half of what Villanova has become, I think that's, that's a huge win. Cause that's, yeah. you know title at least that's one. that's yeah i mean that's your goal right to win a national championship so i have a very interesting comparison from a team from last year that i think illinois could be like this year that i will reveal here soon but i'm just teasing the folks right now it's it's, it's gonna be you know maybe surprise stick around stick around all yeah, right I, that's that's why you do it uh the last question um which i thought was you know one of those you have to ask it, and then you have to give the correct answer. Um, John Fanta said, could you see Illinois being the job you spend the rest of your coaching career at? Um, I don't know how much longer Brad plans to coach. Um, how old is he? 58? Eight, 59? <laughs> so, give um, him 10, yeah, give 10 him years. Him. That would be my guess. Um, Brad said, absolutely. <clears throat> it's a really good job. I've got a great athletic director. You never say never because people can leave and things can change on a dime. So I assume that as long as Whitman's around, he's going to stay around is what this sounds like. Who knows? Um, he said, I love the Big Ten. Again, he loves his AD. <laughs> I love the direction we're going. To say I'm content, you won't get me to say that because we're still climbing the mountain and we're not there yet. Of course, he's, you know, that was the first thing is you can't be content. So great job wrapping this up. Um, he said, but I'm a happy man at Illinois. This is a special place. So Brad Underwood, not going anywhere, folks. Don't worry. I, I'd like to know how much longer he's going to love the big 10 because they're about to have like 52 teams in this conference. <laughs> uh, they did. He did ask about UCLA and USC. Um, I didn't put that in here because I did because it is a sorry. It's already 22 minutes going on talking about this, this yeah. interview. So um, he said that he loves it. He he wants he wants the Big Ten to get bigger. So I think you got to get I think you got to cut some dead weight. Yeah. Uh, Northwestern and Nebraska are dead weight. Yeah, both uh, Fant- horrendous in football and basketball. Fanta also asked him if he liked the style of March Madness and if he would change the tournament. I don't know what you would do to the tournament to change it. Um, he also said he loved it and that Cinderella's are the reason that makes March Madness great. So um, Cinderella's, of course, are not teams like Loyola, Chicago, and Houston, but I digress. <laughs> yeah. Loyola, Chicago was at a, at a point that first year. Yeah. But yeah. after that, it was like, yeah, okay. And then they were horrendous in the tournament last year. True, true. Against Ohio State. So, yeah. Um, let me just do this now. Uh, Illinois, this year's team, I would compare them, and I'm not saying they're going to end up losing as early as this team did, but I think in terms of style and, you know, 
similarities. I don't think that they'll probably have as good of a record as this team did, but I would compare the 2022-23 Illini to the 2021-22 Tennessee Volunteers, who were a great defensive team and a very solid offensive team, and they didn't really play through a center. They had uh, guards up front. Here's why I think that the biggest comparison, okay, so you have Kennedy Chandler there last year, who's the big freshman. I would think Sky Clark can be like that, maybe not as impactful and as good as Kennedy Chandler was, but you think about that. Uh, and then you have another freshman that came off the bench, Zakai Ziegler was a big spark plug. I think Jay Neps can be like that. Uh, you have not the exact same transfer pool that Illinois has, but you have similar players in terms of uh, Josiah Jordan James can be a little bit like, or uh, his impact on Tennessee could be, you know, Terrence Shannon, except Terrence Shannon may be even more important. But the big point is I think Illinois is going to be much better defensively, and I think that their defense is going to be better than their offense, and they're not going to run through a center. I know that John Fulkerson was like, you know, I guess playing the five for Tennessee last year, but he didn't really like, you know, he wasn't like a big scorer. So I don't think Illinois is going to have that at the five either, but uh, hopefully they don't lose in round two to uh, a a Michigan team similar to Michigan, like Tennessee did. But anyway, I think that's, you know, your similarity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So that was the interviews with uh, Brad. Again, a lot of it was, you know, repetitive. Probably uh, things that Illinois fans, if you're close to Illinois and you really love and follow Illinois basketball, um, you've heard that a lot of that from him. But thought it was a good interview and it gave us 25 minutes worth of content. So, you know, we can't just come out and do five minute episodes, guys. So that's where we are. Um, The CBK report, which I don't even know what this is, but uh, it came up in my Twitter feed. So here you go. Tim Anderson was ranked the 16th best recruiter by them. Um, The uh, top guy in the Big Ten was Sadie Washington of Michigan. Um, He was at number four. Uh, The top four were John Shire, John Calipari, and Penny Hardaway. Um, And then uh, right behind our boy Tim Anderson was Jawan, I'll slap you in the face, Howard. So. Here's the interesting thing. Uh, uh, Penny Hardaway just ruins kids' futures. I mean, he's not a good recruiter. Come on. Uh, I mean. Good at getting talent that, and then sucking? You can't say he's not a good recruiter. He's a terrible coach. I guess that's fine. I mean, so, you know. Yeah, and, just... and on that, uh, sad news in eastern Michigan. Amani Bates, uh, who Illinois was after, kind of, um, got – arrested on double felony charge for having a gun. So uh, talk about, you know, just. Yeah, it really spiraled out of control. I think the biggest yeah, thing with that sad. is how much different things would have been if you just would have stayed and gone to Michigan State. So they're talking about getting rid of the one and done. Um, just Did think the NBA change the draft? The Didn't the NBA, aren't they changing the draft age to 18? I think so. Yeah, they're getting that's rid of the be another. Out. That's going to be a problem. So uh, we'll see how it affects everything. But either, I don't I think mean, it's going to do much. But. I don't think it will either because, like, if you look at every year and the top recruits, you maybe lose a couple out of the top ten. It really doesn't make that much yeah. of a difference. And, and, I mean, those guys can go to the G League if they want now. Um, you can make money in college now. So I, I don't think it's it affects it like it did when they passed it. 17 years ago or whatever it was. So, yeah. um, and, and it's funny because that, that whole thing with the one and done, 
I mean, that was more to protect NBA owners. Um, you could actually see these kids, you know, their freshman year and, you know, playing AAU ball. Um, and now they're just going to throw that out. So, um, but it is what it is. I mean, I, like I said, I don't think it's going to affect college basketball that much if they change that. Um, the CBK uh, also put out uh, top 25 uh, college basketball breakout candidates. This is where they lose their credibility, folks. Uh, Illini Twitter was not happy. Uh, Chris Murray, number one. <laughs> because apparently his twin brother, you know, had a breakout season. That's just season, how so. it works. That's just how it works. Um, and then Hawkins and Melendez were both not on the list, which uh, annoyed Illini Twitter. Uh, fair, I guess, to an extent. Um, I I thought that this was interesting. I, I alluded to this earlier. Um, Spartan Hoops DK, who, of course, is a Michigan State fan, um, was talking about Illini fans being butthurt over this. And he said, quote, in his tweet, he said, quote, I personally don't get the Hawkins hype. He's six foot 10, but he's never one shot above 60% inside the arc and two blocked more than half a shot per game. He'd rather play on the perimeter where he's a career 28% from three and has a 1.1 assist to a 0.9 turnover ratio. What does he do well? I don't think that's completely unfair. I from from what I understand, he plays really good in the summer. So, and defensively, he's solid. I guess I know. I, I I think that Coleman Hawkins can have a breakout year. Um, I would put R.J. Melendez having one over yeah. him at this point. Um, but we will see. We haven't seen like we. The thing about Coleman Hawkins is you saw spurts of it, right? Um, and then you saw spurts where he was not good at all. So um, being in a, in a major role rather than a coming off the bench playing, I know he had a few starts, but um, I, I think it's going to, I, you know, time will tell. Time and will he tell. was, he was on the floor a lot when Kofi was on the floor. So where else is he going to play other He's than gonna, the perimeter offensively? Yeah. So which this I, year he'll have a chance to actually play a little bit yeah, more. We're going to see if he can play the five, which he says that he likes doing more. So, Either way, that I don't think that comment is completely unfair. Uh, I think there's a lot of, you know, but either way, that list has great points, and that's that why list, I put it on here. I mean, I'm like, yeah. said, you know, we're Illinois fans, but I, I, I you got to be realistic, uh, no matter what kind of fan you are. So, well, this list also loses complete credibility when it has Chris Murray number one, <laughs> with like no basis in reality. Like, like he could be a good role player, but I didn't see anything last year from him where I'm like, yeah. oh man. I think he had one one game where he kind of did something like I mean like something like twenty five and yeah ten or something. So, all right, uh, enough with CBK. Uh, go follow him on Twitter if you want to yell at him uh, or something. I don't even know what their handle is, but uh, anyways, big news: class of twenty three, Amani Hansberry, uh, who we talked about last episode. Illinois made his top five. Um, at that point, everybody was crystal balling that he was coming to Illinois anyways. Um, he talked on three and said, quote, I chose Illinois because of the culture there and the fact that I felt needed as a piece to their puzzle. Um, he said every time they talked to Coach Underwood and Coach Frazier, they always mentioned working hard, winning, and doing it together. I feel like that's the key to success, and with the resources the program has in 
in tech, strength, and conditioning, we will be successful. He also said, quote, I'm the type of player who will do anything to win, a hard worker who values the art of the game and is ready for an opportunity. Then he said, quote, to the Illini fans, I'm ready to work. I'm looking forward to bringing a natty to Illinois. I'm one of those everyday guys. I love that he's already using everyday guys. So, 2025, they're winning the title. So, locking in, huh? Yep. Because 2024 Will Sky class Clark be on that team. Nope. 2024 <laughs> class is really good. The yep. 2024, and if they get this Dwayne Pierce fellow that we talk about soon, uh, make it even better. 2023 class is only him right now, but you know there's still time. That's it. Um, yeah, and then I saw Ohio State uh, got another top 50 player. I think they got three top 50s coming in. Uh, Michigan State has four top 75s. So uh, Big Ten's got some good recruiting classes coming in next year. So Wait till UCLA and USC get here and then they're recruiting. Yeah. Now, do you think this opens up the state? I know that geography doesn't really matter anymore in, in college sports, but maybe the state of California opens up a little bit more for the Big Ten teams? Like you know, Illinois could get could. or other schools could get more players from that state just because of the Big Ten. Are there good basketball players in California? I mean, whereabouts, right? You know, uh, Coleman <laughs> Hawkins, California. So I'm just I'm just asking. I don't know. I don't know. I, don't, the landscape I mean, I figure of, that it's got to be true. Of right? academies. I, I mean, I feel like a lot of them are in Florida. and Yeah, but California is a big state. I know they got a lot of football stuff too they got that big football academy thing that that they got rolling so you know either way i mean i feel like this i just don't know if this i know like i said geography doesn't even really matter recruiting anymore even before all this conference stuff Mm -hmm. but i wonder if it changes things a little bit when you have ucla and usc randomly in the big 10 yeah how many more teams do they add i i think it's made it more like the East Coast has maybe opened up a little bit more for for the Big Ten a little bit with Rutgers and Penn State and and all those schools that right. shouldn't be in the Big True. Ten that are in the Big Ten, right? So, True. Uh, but either way, Nebraska and Northwestern need to be relegated. So just get that out there. Let's let's uh, start a uh, what do they call it change dot com. Anyways, yeah, I think it's dot org, but whatever. They don't bring any anything to the Big Ten like at all. So what are they bringing? Like. I don't know. It's stupid. What's the point? I mean, Northwestern's a bunch of bums anyway. Yeah, can't even beat Carbondale. Can't even, beat, can't even beat Illinois on when it was in Evanston last year. Illinois was playing like a D minus game and still won. Come on, <laughs> embarrassing. True. Um, in other news, uh, Zachary Perrin, um, the guy from overseas, France, France. Um, yeah, um, he's not coming this year. Uh, apparently there was a admissions complication. Um, so he's going to sunrise Christian Academy. So technically I guess Illinois has another class of 23, um, with Perrin, uh, because he's staying committed to Illinois. Um, but he isn't going to be on campus this year. So, um, we'll see what comes of that. We'll see if he decides to stay at Illinois. I guess he can change his mind now. So, um, in other uh, class of 23 recruiting notes, uh, everybody's talking about this. You know, I did say that um, the only guy that cared about was Amani Hansberry. 
I apologize for that because apparently that's not true. Here they go. They're going after other guys. Uh, Draven Gibbs Lawhorn. He's a 6'1", complete guard, 165 pounds. He's a four-star, currently ranked uh, 70 nationally. Um, He decommitted from Purdue, so I wouldn't mind taking a boiler away from somebody or whatever they call themselves. Um, (laughs) Maker, boiler maker. Um, He's making an official visit on Thursday. He's going to come watch Illinois football. Um, Who are they playing? I don't know. It's Chattanooga. Nice try. (laughs) It's Thursday. Who who plays college football on a Thursday night? Yeah, they just like to have football on like every single day except for Tuesday and Wednesday. Well, I think it's interesting. I mean, this is like Bielema's thing, though, right? He plays on week zero. He plays on a Thursday. I don't know what's going on anymore. You know, Chattanooga is going to try to get – Revenge for them completely choking that tournament game last year. So Chattanooga's good, right? I mean, they're like fourth in the FBS or whatever they're in FCS. I don't even know. Illinois got one by forty. Anyway, go ahead. Okay, I like it. Um, Ked Prince uh, talked to his dad apparently, and uh, he said uh, his dad said, "quote We really love the way uh, they came after Draven. That's Draven, right?" They have called us every day. I'm sorry, getting off the rails. We're already 37 minutes in. I'm not used to doing podcasts this long, guys. They have a plan in place for him to achieve goals collegiately and professionally. So Illinois is going after this kid hard. That seems to be their MO. Um, They find guys that they want that's going to fit their system, and they just pursue them heavily and forget about everybody else. Um, I did – put here that I'm not sure that they have anybody else in the works. And then I forgot about your boy, JJ Taylor, who's out at Donda Academy. Um, he has came to, he has, I think he's been to Illinois on an unofficial. He's went to Kentucky. Uh, Chin Coleman is recruiting him to Kentucky, but uh, JJ Taylor, um, which is crazy to me. Uh, he went from being third overall in his class to the to 64th now. So, uh, you know, he's, he's, uh, fall, fallen drastically and maybe that's because he's playing for Kanye West. I don't know. Could be maybe a bit of an overreaction in terms of him dropping, but I don't want him. Oh, wow. It's the only guy you wanted yesterday. Don't want him. Evan says JJ Taylor would be a huge get. J- Evan doesn't know that he dropped. 60 points in the whatever the rankings that it is. So he's he's like there <laughs> if if they already have Perrin and Hansberry coming in, what's the point? They're all like the same size except Perrin's a little bit bigger. Because this is what Brad wants. He wants six six to six ten guys. I want Gibbs and he wants Lawhorn. to run all over people. I want Gibbs Lawhorn instead. Okay. I'm all right with that. Um, yeah. But he's a completely different player, so here we are. Um, he dropped because he didn't play summer ball. Okay, that can't be the only reason, though. If that's the only reason, then I'm done looking at these rankings because you can't drop 61 spots because of something like that. I, you know, I don't know how these uh, rankings work. Again, folks, we're just fans. We're not, you know, insiders. We don't have the knowledge. We just do this to make a lot of money. Which, yeah. Is all, all it does is cost me a lot of money, guys. So, um, anyways, on to the class of 24. You put something down finally. Uh, well, I added uh, quite a bit to this one, but um, 
Uh, according to this article that I saw, Illinois offered two four seven. Always yeah, does that. Okay. Thanks, Evan. Appreciate what it. Is, what is he on Rivals now? Maybe you should look that up while I'm talking. Yeah, uh, you're going to talk. Yeah, they offered four-star small forward Dwayne Pierce. Apparently a big priority for the Illini, which I feel like every time that they're pursuing or offer somebody, it's always a big priority, which I don't know how much that means. Also, fan-sided sucks, but this was their article. So I don't know if the Illini fan-sided sucks, but in general, fan-sided sucks. Anyway, number 93 player in the class, according to 247. And they're competing with Memphis, Penn State, Iowa State, Florida State, Syracuse, Georgia Tech, Pittsburgh for them. Not a lot of competition there. Uh, Memphis could probably offer them, you know, way too much money. Penn State stinks. Uh, Syracuse, maybe. Florida State, maybe. Iowa State, nah. Georgia Tech, nah. Pitt, nah. Pitt sucks. If anybody wants to go to Pitt, they're stupid. Anyway. All right. That was uh, intense. Uh, JJ Taylor is – Currently 45th on Rivals. Um, it was last updated on 823. Um, it has the little down arrows on it, though. So I guess that means that he dropped, right? Let's see how many spots he dropped. He Nope, that's not even him. Uh, he dropped eight spots, according to them. So, they didn't even like him anyway. I mean, 45th's pretty good. Nope, I don't want him. Um, I wonder if they updated Amani Hansberry. Probably not. Mm, now I want to look that up. Anyways, uh, on to more 2024 recruiting news. Um, of course, we have commits already um, coming. And uh, ZZ Clark uh, is apparently looking really good at Overtime Elite. Um I've seen some of his videos and he just looks bigger than what I remember when he said that he was coming to Illinois. Like he, I don't know if he grew like eight inches or put on like 50 pounds of muscle or what, but uh, yeah, he, he looks really good. Uh, Ked Prince also had uh, one of his sources say that ZZ has been a surprise to everyone there. He came in there for business and and he's compete completing it. He's already stronger and faster. Um, yeah, if you haven't looked at some of his videos uh, lately on Twitter or whatever you watch videos on YouTube, maybe um, he's really like he he has surprised me with the way he looks compared to what I saw when he said he was coming to Illinois. So, I mean, of course, that's a maturity thing. He's a junior, sophomore, junior, sophomore. Yep, <laughs> Definitely uh, mass hard guys. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, so yeah, we won't see him for a little while. And then uh, four-star James Brown, of course, uh, he is uh, going to be taking an official visit to Illinois on November 4th. I don't know what, is that a game? No, that's got to be before the season starts, right? Um, yeah. He also has uh, visits set up with Michigan State, North Carolina, Duke, and Mizzou. Um, James Brown would be a really good get for Illinois, I think. Um, and he's teammates on AAU with Merez Johnson, of course, who has already committed to Illinois. So, um, yeah, that's what I got. Yep. Um, Illinois' first official practice is officially five days away, um, September 26th. Of course, I don't know what an official practice is compared to them going in and playing anyways. Um, like, Goodman saw them basically practice yesterday. So, uh, 
On to other news, uh, Twitter <laughs> is having a big push from the fans to bring back Midnight Madness. Uh, Illinois hasn't had a Midnight Madness since 2010-2011 in Huff Hall. Um, so I saw a lot of people posting this on Twitter, um, saying that they need something to keep the hype going um, in the offseason. Um, and uh, along those lines, uh, the student section sold out in 36 minutes. A lot of people said that it was quicker than that. They said that, you know, the site froze, blah, blah, blah. Um, and uh, Rostein posted that Illinois did this and has a, as, quote, as passionate fan base as there is in college basketball. Um, Wisconsin fans were butthurt over that. I've been saying butthurt a lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, uh, over this because Wisconsin sold 2,100 tickets in 11 minutes. So Whoa, hey. glad you got your website working better. I don't know. Do you think that they should sell more than 3,000 student tickets? That's my question. Absolutely. Also, um, uh, I think Midnight Madness things aren't really cool anymore. I got to be honest. I don't think that those are really cool anymore. Really? Yeah, I just feel like, you know, it was a lot cooler to stay up late and hang out in the dark when... When, when you were younger? No, like, when, when before, like, technology was really big. When you were 10? Now everybody could just stay up and, and, and be together without the with okay. without having to actually be together. One of the suggestions was, why don't they do something like... After Thursday night football, just you know, move everybody over to the gym and you know, watch the guys play some basketball. Not as cool anymore. I think technology's okay. ruined all this, to be honest. All right, it, yeah. staying, staying up late's not that cool anymore. I, you know, yeah. So, know. Illinois has uh 30,000 students, they sell 3,000 tickets. Uh, I remember when I was at Florida State, and I'm sure it's different now because Florida State's actually competent at basketball but you literally went to the basketball games you showed your florida state student id and they just let you in the game they even give you a shirt if you want to go sit down on the court um so hello more money hello technology <laughs> hello greediness it's yeah. just completely different like when you were there i bet midnight madness stuff was way cooler than it would be now i don't know i don't think they had midnight because because literally Florida State was in the basement of basketball. Uh, the the gym wasn't even on campus. So, <laughs> um, but that's all changed down there. So good for them. Um, so you are against Midnight Madness. Is that yeah, what I don't think me? it's that cool anymore. I got to be honest. I don't wow. Know. Like, like, what's cool about it now? I don't understand. What do you mean? Like Snoop Dogg shows up? Yeah, I'm sure he's going to show a, Rolls a blunt or something? I don't know. <laughs> Whatever Snoop Dogg does, maybe 50 Cent will come and hang upside down, you know? Bring it back. I guess it's us old people that want it, not you young kids. It's I not get it. cool anymore. I just I don't understand. I don't know what you mean by cool. Like, before everybody was on their phones constantly and doing all the social media BS, these types of events were cool. Okay, well, here's my thing, though. So you, don't, you only sell 3,000 3, tickets to students. Wouldn't it be cool if you could have all the students come that wanted to come and fill up the gym for Midnight Madness? Uh, or are they all at sorority parties getting blackout wasted? I don't know. I don't know what goes on in college. Now that's anymore. cool. 
That's <laughs> okay. Cool. All right. That's I mean, cooler than Midnight Madness. Anyways. All right. Anyways, <laughs> we're going to do this most likely game and we're going to go at least an hour. Yeah. And I, was half looking today. To, I was looking to make my contribution to the, <laughs> to the team here today. So I just like, yeah, this will be interesting. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Like uh, this is, this is one, two, three, four, five, six. Good math. Uh, most likely this, most likely that. Very reminiscent of, uh, you know, high school, right? There you go. Uh, for everybody that went to high school and, and got through the, the graduation thing. Some of some of us went to high school more than three years ago. I did go to high school four years ago. Nice try. <laughs> and my graduation, there's pictures of me just sitting in the front row of the blank stare. So I, give me one second. Hold on. <laughs> I will give him one second, folks. Um this is a six, you know, pretty simple questions. I have a yellow pen right now. I'm going to switch though, because that is not dark enough to see on the paper. So we're going to go to purple. No, we're not. That's a G2. I don't want that. I want, I want more. One of these fancy looking big things here. Uh, I'm just talking about pins. <laughs> okay, you know how it goes. You right, start a pen. podcast, and my dog has to go outside seven times. So, all right, uh, number one. Any news on how danger is coming along? Okay, so interesting. Interesting is my thoughts on this. Um, so everybody keeps asking Brad Underwood about Matthew Meyer, um, Terrence Shannon Jr., Sky Clark, and Ty Rogers. Um, and then they talk about how deep this team is, but nobody talks about anybody else. Uh, so Sincere Harris probably transferring next year. He's got he's to hate that nobody talks about him. Well, Dane Danger, uh, the thing with him is, you know, um, he's been here forever at this point. He just hasn't True. played a game. So we he's been practicing with the team for a long time. Yeah. And and I feel like uh, you know, it's kind of those same same things. They think that he is developing really well. Um, they talk about how good his hands are. Um, so we'll see. I I think danger's coming off the bench. So is there any negativity with this with this team? I mean, we need a little bit, right? I feel like we always got to have a little something. Well, I mean, we're the negativity, right? That's that's what everybody complains about us is that we don't know talent. Demonte, we're so negative, right? So, yeah, yeah. Demonte, not a fan. Demonte three. Demonte three. Uh, Anyways, yeah. All right. Most likely, who's the most likely Illini All American this year? Mm, I'm gonna say. Terrence Shannon Jr. Yep, that was the one that I have as well. Uh, quite simply, because you know he he's great on both ends, and I think he's going to score more than he did at Texas Tech, which is always important when you want to become an All American. So, I I will know. say this though, I don't think that there will be an All-American on this team. Probably not, no. (laughs) I I would be surprised. Uh, But it would be a hell of a streak to keep going. (laughs) It would be. Uh, All right, most likely to have the best three-point percentage on this team, which is a hot-button issue because the three-point shooting, you know, or lack thereof from some players over the last few years, I think they're going to be a little bit more deeper in that category this year. Uh, I'm going to go with Luke Goody. Okay, I mean, he's going to be set up a lot. uh, Yeah, I feel like that's – that's going to be all he does, right? I mean, he he's not uh, R.J. Melendez that can get to the basket. Um, that That's kind of Luke Good. He even has an E at the end of his name, so he can turn it into a three. Um, we're going right. to see a lot of that this year on the Twitters, I'm sure. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Luke Goody. I'm going to go with Jay Nepps uh, because I think he's going to be, you know. Wow. 
He's going to be like a mercenary just coming in knocking them down. Three okay. for ten every game. Four for ten, sorry. Four for ten every game. Uh, Alfonso Plummer, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, most likely to make the all-Big Ten freshman team. Uh, I assume you're going with Jaden Epps. I'm going to go with Sky Clark. I'm going with Sky Clark as well. What are you wow. talking about? Wow. Wow. Yeah, I just think he's got the most opportunity, so why not? Uh, most likely to lead the team in points per game. Uh, oh, that's a tough one. Um, Easy. I am going to go with I'm Coleman. going with Aaron Shannon Jr. I'm going with Coleman Hawkins. That at, is an outrageous pick. At 9.8 points per game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'll say Terrence Shannon. I'll say 16.7. Wow. You think Illinois is going to have uh, over 15 16 points is not that game. much. Yeah. What was Kofi averaging last year? Like 21? Yeah. 16's child's play. You'll have like not a 16, when you're playing 72 guys. 16, 13, 11, 10, I mean, nine, Illinois basketball nine, team nine, nine. might be deeper than their football team. Sure, why not? <clears throat> All right. Uh, this is kind of a, you know, just one of those random weird questions of like, when you watch the team defensively, who's going to be the leader and the anchor? So most likely to be the anchor of the defensive side of the ball, right? <laughs> uh, Terrence Shanjian. Yeah, I just, I, I, he's like, the I, thought you, I thought you were saying anchor like as, as the anchor that's going to bring him down. So. That would be uh, probably – I don't really want to call anybody out. Yeah, um, I don't either. Move on. <laughs> that would probably be Sky Clark. Uh, anyway, okay. uh, most likely to – Because under- of lateral movement, right? Because of the ACL, right? Exactly. Lateral, yeah. That's exactly uh-huh. what I was talking about. I'm very worried about that. Uh-huh. Uh, most likely to underperform the expectations. Whew, that's a weighted question. I'm going to say Matthew Meyer. I don't think the expectations are that high, but that's fair. You don't? <laughs> Not did did you see high. Illinois Twitter blow up when they got him? Everybody wanted Pete and Anson, and they didn't think they'd get Meyer, and they get Meyer. It's like, oh, my God, this is this is the move. It, he had the same exact impact on Baylor's national championship team as Davion Mitchell and Jared Butler. He's the same guy. BS. Yeah. I'm going to go with R.J. Melendez. I'm not saying that he's not going to be good, but I think the expectations are extremely Very high. high. Hey, yeah. that's that's a good one. I like that's that. a value pick right there. That's one where you're probably going to make your money. Yeah, I agree. That, so that's a good one. Yeah, and I'll probably also make. I mean, when we do break, might as well say it now. When we do breakout player of the year for the season preview uh, show. RJ Melinda Harris. <laughs> I'll take another layup. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> All right. We're almost done, folks. We're almost done. I, if you stayed with us this long, we appreciate you. <laughs> Yeah, this isn't that bad. Uh, no, all right, uh, only an hour-long episode in September. What are yeah, we doing? That's tough. And we probably won't <laughs> do another one until sometime in October. We might even have a uh, a special guest coming on or, or three Okay. Uh, in October. So there you go. I've heard uh, that before. Well, it's we're in the talks. We're in active talks <laughs> right now. So uh, Big Ten scheduled dates were released. You have the two December ones. This year it'll be uh, Friday, December 2nd at Maryland. Get that disaster out of the way because no matter how bad Maryland is, Illinois always has trouble with them. Lays an egg. At Maryland. Mm -hmm. Uh, Saturday, December 10th, it's home against Penn State. Easy win. Uh, And Then you go a few more non-conference games, and you get into January. Uh, I don't really want to say the the day and the date, so I'm just going to say the date and the team. That's fine. 
Uh, yeah, I think you should just say the day. I think you should just say Wednesday, Saturday, Tuesday, and then leave everybody guessing. That's not a bad idea, but I'll, <laughs> I'll be nice. Uh, January 4th at Northwestern. January 10th. Oh, January 7th at, uh, versus <laughs> already Wisconsin. Messed I was already, up. already overlooking Wisconsin, which is going to be an easy W. Mm-hmm. Uh, January 10th at Nebraska. January 13th, home against Michigan State. January 16th at Minnesota. Uh, January 19th, home against Indiana. January 24th, home against Ohio State. January 28th, at Wisconsin. January 31st, home against Nebraska. February 4th, at Iowa. February 7th, home against Minnesota. February 11th, home against Rutgers, so they don't have to go to the rack this year. So that's good. Uh, February 14th, at Penn State. February 18th, at Indiana. February 23rd, at North... Damn it! I didn't want to mess up again. Home against (laughs) Northwestern. Uh, February 26th at Ohio State, March 2nd, home against Michigan. So only playing those losers once this year. And then March 5th, another loser that they play only once is at Purdue. Easy win. I'm thinking they go undefeated in the Big Ten. That's not what you told me when they no. released the home schedule. So. How many losses did I say? You said they were going to lose to Ohio State and – I think uh, I said Michigan State. It's a good question. I think I said Michigan's. Yeah, you did. I, I think you're right there. Uh, I'm going to say this is 20 games, right? I think 16 and four, 15 and five. You said they always lose to Ohio State at the State Farm Center. That's true. I mean, that's like two or three in a row, yep. right? Eight and two. They lose to Michigan State and Ohio State. Yep. And then road losses, I think. Fair. Road losses, I'll say Maryland's always a possibility. I wouldn't say that yet. Uh, I think. Winning at Iowa back-to-back years is going to be a, a bit tough. Uh, at Indiana is actually going to be a challenge because they decided to finally try to be relevant. I mean, we don't know yet. They're we'll kind of they're being overhyped. Uh, everybody knows that. It's always hard to live up to. At Purdue, you never know. Uh, Especially when you've been win. so irrelevant for so long. Yeah, a bunch Indiana. of problems in Indiana. <laughs> and then the uh, Big Ten tournaments in Chicago. It's Wednesday, March 8th through Sunday, March 12th. And then the NCAA tournament, Tuesday, March 14th through Monday, April 3rd. So pretty normal dates uh, this season. And then, you know, when are they going to uh, Minnesota for the Big Ten tournament? When's that start? Next year. Great. That'll be great. Like anybody cares about that. It's so dumb. Just wait till it's in California. <clears throat> That'll be cool. I'll go. <laughs> I don't know where they're going to have it. I mean, I guess they could have it at like. Staples Center. Oh, sorry, Crypto.com Arena. Excuse me. Uh, you know, or they could just set up a basketball court outside at the Coliseum. That'd be cool. Yeah. I always liked it when, like, Duke and Michigan State played on the on the boat. That was cool. They're having one of those this year, aren't they? I don't know. Jeez, do you even pay attention? I'm pretty sure they are. I'm going to find that right now. So we can extend this to an hour. Let's get to an hour. Hey, I've been uh, watching some YouTube and how to get better, guys. Uh, hit that subscribe button uh, down there or something. That's what they do. <laughs> uh, hit that subscribe button. Uh, hit that follow button on Twitter. Um, follow us on Facebook if you want. Um, but we appreciate everybody that comes by, comments. Um, and Ethan's going to tell you if there is a game on a boat. There is. Right now. Armed Forces Classic. Uh, it was created in 2012. Haven't had it the last two years. It returns Gonzaga and Michigan State on the flight deck of the USS Abraham Lincoln in San Diego. Nice. Nice. 
And speaking of Gonzaga, I sent you that text yesterday that Gonzaga is playing Chicago State this year in non-conference. I'm thinking the spread on that game is going to be like 57. <laughs> yeah. And a half. Yeah. Uh, did cover. He disappeared. Huh? Back. What What happened? What you know you left. I said, did Chicago State quit playing last year or something? I think so, yeah. But yeah. they're they're back. I thought maybe that was two. I think that was the year Illinois played them. I think it was the COVID year. Okay, that makes sense. Because uh, they weren't they ran bad. out of players, right? Yeah, yeah. Illinois beat them by like what 130. Yeah. Uh, they weren't that. I don't think they were that bad last year compared to the year before. But let me just you know check that out for everybody here. You gotta wrap this up. My dog wants back in. They were seven and twenty-five. That's not that bad. Because the year before that they were zero and nine, and then they quit. Uh, just throw this out there real quick. The the game that made them quit was uh losing to Drake by 44. So there you go. Uh Jay said, What is the deal with the TV schedule? Weren't games now being streamed or something? I forgot. Not a fan of the streaming live sports games like Thursday night football. I agree. Uh during Thursday night football, I text my group of buddies and I said, So much for getting cable so I could watch live sports live. Now everything is gonna be streaming. Um yeah, I don't think the the streaming deal goes into effect until next year. I don't think it goes into effect this year, right? Is that right or wrong? I don't know. Okay. All I know um, is that they won't be on ESPN anymore. Uh, yeah, they'll be on Peacock and, and such. So I like it. I like it. Mike's muted. Did you guys guess the starting lineup? Uh yeah, we've I mean we've done it in the past. Um, we'll probably do it again right before the season. Yeah. So uh, our next episode will probably be the one that we go, you know, over records, uh, who we think is going to lead every statistic. Um, yeah, probably, probably episode 119 if, if everything works out as planned. Yeah. Only on Amazon Prime for Thursday Night Football. Yeah. Uh, I saw that with that, Amazon had the most signups they've ever had in the three hours that Thursday Night Football was on. Uh, uh, right. Amazon I liked Prime. it. I liked it. The, the NFL is king. So uh, if you, know. you don't want to pay for Amazon Prime, I think that you can watch it on Twitch. Twitch.com. Um, dot TV. Dot TV, whatever it is. Um, yeah, people can stream it because Amazon owns Twitch, uh, which is a gaming streaming website. That um, we are familiar with. Yeah. That, that is that is now is basically just IRL people yelling at each other. So. And eventually, um, you can probably go fully nude on there. That's pretty much where they're headed on there. Uh, if you're interested in that, I'm sure there's other websites for that. Guarantee the um, Sunday NFL ticket will be on Prime next year. I would love that. Actually, I don't really care because I watch Red Zone. Me too. So. Woo! Yeah. Well, the Sunday ticket comes. But who doesn't, with their own who doesn't have zone. Who doesn't have Prime these days? So yeah, I was gonna say I think every sense. American in the country has it. But anyway, uh, Sunday ticket right now as it is already comes with their own Red Zone, so they have a completely different Red Zone. <laughs> Than the they actual red zone. Okay. Well, everybody else has Scott well, Hansen. Yeah. Sunday ticket has Andrew what? Siciliano who has the massive ears. No disrespect, I'm just saying. Okay. All right. So yeah, there's your, we getting uh, on it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So uh don't don't expect the peacock uh streaming type stuff until 2023. Uh, now is basketball gonna be on NBC? I think so. That is bizarre. 
Nice, kind of cool though, I guess. I don't know. Uh, maybe throw Tarico in there and have him call an Illini game. That'd be good, right? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyways. All right. Wow. That'll do it for us. Uh, we'll be back next month at some point for episode. 118, probably two or three more before the season starts, I would think, uh, would be the goal. So we'll see if we can get that done. And then we'll probably, you know, figure out watch party schedules, try to get a few of those done this year since we have that huge banner that is supposed to be in front of, of the thing with the, the setup. But anyway, all right. Uh, we'll see you next time for uh, episode 118 of the Atlanta Basketball Podcast. Okay, bye. Later. <laughs>